vape pen is heating up in the computer. It's getting charged. It is doing what it is supposed to do to help me get through this show. I lost my phone last night. It wasn't stolen because it's a dumb phone and nobody wants my dumb phone. Like, no, I mean, it's, it doesn't connect to the internet. It's just, uh, anyway. I, the only thing I'm bummed about, I've already, I wrote down all the numbers of people. I have it, it, a hard copy of that, but my calendar, I have no idea when I'm booked. I have to add people to shows. I have people that I've booked on shows and that's the only place it is, is in my dumb phone because um, I don't understand technology. I should be joined soon by the Toya, the Sheriff of Truth. She always texts me and lets me know when she's running. I mean, on time is for, if she show, I any time is all time. It's good, I don't care, she shows up. It'll be great. I know she'll be. I hope she'll be here because it's hard to do this show alone. But I have faith that she will arrive in a Uber, Scuba, or something like that. Anyway, my voice is going to be a little difficult today because uh, three open mics last night, and then where I think I lost my phone was during the dance break. I, it's always so tragic what happens to me during the dance break. First in Mexico, I bust my butt. And then here last night, I think when I laid down on the ground during the dance break for Natalie and Bruglia's Torn, we'll play that song soon. Oh, it was fun. The crowd is screaming. So out of all my sets, three sets of comedy, all new jokes, super excited about it. But my best set is at karaoke. Ah! I mean, people rarely, sometimes they come up after a show and will say, uh, so on Monday night, a girl accosted me in the bathroom and said, you were the best comedian. And I was like, thank you. And it was like, you made my night. But people don't usually seek you out and tell you that you did, you know, that you made them laugh or whatever. But in karaoke, the, I mean, I'm getting high fives. This bump's fucking doing the whole, like, I, even the guys who run the show like me so much, I don't even have to, like, wait. They just... I mean, I got there, I got my beer, and suddenly I was on stage. I was like, what? So at one point in this song, uh, lying naked on the floor is one of the lines. And so during the dance break, I like got down to the ground and laid down, and I'm pretty sure that myself, that's the only time I can imagine myself on falling out. So I think it's probably at the bar, but the bar's not open, so. Can I survive? How many hours can I survive without my phone? I was freaked out because I was like, how am I going to wake up this morning? How am I going to make it here at noon? I, I have no idea how to wake up. I don't have a phone. I, but it's it mostly it's the bookings. So I've done a lot of bookings through my phone and I have no idea either where I'm supposed to be or who's supposed to be here so that I can remind them. Uh, everything's going to be okay. So last week I had a nervous breakdown. I've been feeling a lot better this week. Uh, I've been grinding pretty hard with the comedy, and uh, haven't wanted to do that in a while. And so to be to actually be, uh, so how many open mics have I hit? Three on Sunday. Three on Monday, one of which I ran, and four last night. Wow, I've already hit ten open mics, and it's Wednesday. 
That I'm I'm impressing myself right now. I've already hit ten open mics this week. High five. High five me. Uh, okay, let's uh, find this song I'm talking about. This Natalie Imbruglia fabulousness, realness, and we'll play it for you guys uh, the, the way it's supposed to be sung. We'll see. Uh, but I, 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 I mean, I love karaoke. What can I, what can I say? I, I love it. I love it so much. Uh, everything about it. I love the people that say, I love, I just love karaoke. I, I, I mean, if you had to make me choose between comedy and karaoke, I'd, I don't know if I can act, I honestly don't know if I can choose. Um, I think that I'm better at, oh, oh, someone's calling in. That's exciting. Here, we're going to listen to this song and then I'm going to pick up the phone. Uh. I thought I saw a man brought to life He was warm, he came around Like he was dignified He showed me what it was to cry All right, uh, listening audience we have on the phone old dumb face all the way from st louis oh that's a terrible squeak uh so this was the dumb song that i was singing last night during karaoke where i i i uh i laid on the ground during the dance break and uh i think my phone fell out and it's gone i, I just wanted everyone to hear the uh here's the part where it's about naked on the floor Okay, so that, so that's the part of the song that uh, I was talking about. Hey, old dumb face, you there? I am here. All I right. Wait, what did? I'm coming to you all the way from California. You're here? I just crossed the state line. What the fuck? You you drove? I am in the Sierra Mountains driving a 26 foot truck. Shit. <laughs> what are you are you are you moving? What the fuck are you doing in a truck? Uh well I was out there for the trip when you went on vacation and as I remarked probably incessantly, I was like, Thank God I don't have to drive a big ass truck out here in San Francisco. <sighs> and then I returned to Missouri, I got back to work and they were like, Hey, will you drive a big ass truck to San Francisco? What? <laughs> yeah. So McCarthy Construction is having some sort of corporate event, and they want a huge, big-ass LCD TV screen wall. Uh And I am one of two trucks driving out there, and I just passed Reno. Wow. And uh, this has probably been the scariest shit I've ever done in my life. (laughs) And you can still multitask and talk on the phone while you're doing this. I hope you're hands-free. Oh, damn right I'm here. So okay. Going around these corners. Like, that's the thing. Like, whenever you're driving around a truck, you need to understand that the operator of that truck probably has about eh, 65% control of the truck. <laughs> it is very much like driving a runaway mine car without <laughs> the benefit of mine track. Oh, my so, God. 
I have been driving every single day since Sunday. Wow. And every single day, at some point during the drive, I've hit a point where I'm like, I think I'm going to fucking die. <sighs> that's, that's the most awful thing I've ever heard of. Oh. oh but they're giving me $11 an hour, so why not capitalize? Whoa. Um, so do they pay for you to sleep in hotels and stuff? Yeah, they, uh, the guy I'm following with, he's got a company credit card that gets the hotel. Uh, I've got a company card to get gas. And there's all kinds of shit to driving this, because I was like, I have to stop at way stations. Uh, I am only allowed to drive 11 hours a day. Oh, good. That's, it's, I think so, it would be unsafe to do more than that. Right. Like, I'm on duty for 14 hours a day, so when I go to get gas, or, you know, take a piss or shit like that. I just go out the driving, go into on-duty mode, and then after 11 hours, I have to have 10 hours of rest. Um, the shitty thing is, is that the truck that I have is a rental truck. It's a rider truck. Oh. So I've never driven it before they gave me the keys, and they were like, get across the country. Wow. Um, but uh, the truck has a governor on it, which means that not allowed to go higher than 65 miles per hour. Great. Well, that is great until you get into a place like Wyoming where the speed limit's 80 miles an hour. Oh, wow. And so I get all these people whipping, kipping, and zipping past me. And, uh, yeah, any old asshole can do this. And here I am out blazing trails. <laughs> so are you going to spend some time in San Francisco or are you just going to, do you have to go right back? Well, uh, my show is Thursday. I have to load in. It's funny because I got all the hotel and everything. I have to drive this truck up Leavenworth to get to where I'm at. <laughs> That's and funny. Uh, I'm, my, the hotel they got me is off of Geary. It's like the 10,000 block or the 1,000 block of Geary. Gotcha. I don't know uh, where I'll, I'll, I, I'll I load in Thursday. I load out. On Friday, I'm staying at the hotel Thursday night and Friday night. So they're making you and, uh, they're making you put it in, install it, and then take it out and take it back? You have to drive it back? Oh, yeah. This is just like a pop-up event. I have another show in Huntington Beach next week that I got to haul this cocksucker down to. Well, so then you're going to... I'm confused so that if it's in Huntington Beach next week, then you get to you're staying in California for a couple of days. Yeah, I'm staying in California for uh, a while. I uh, I don't know exactly how it splits up. I know I have three days off, but I don't know if they want us to boogie down to Huntington Beach right after this show, or if we can take it whenever. The big problem is being able to park the damn truck. Right. You have right, to have the truck I... with you all the time. Yeah, it's, like, it's my only form of transportation. Right. And so uh, tomorrow, <coughs> after the show, we have to park the trucks on Ryder's actual San Francisco rental lot. And then we'll keep them there overnight, then pull them out. So I was looking at, like, all the hotels I stayed in, like San Francisco and South San Francisco. None of them, <coughs> excuse me, none of them have parking available for big trucks like this because it takes up like five or six uh, parking spaces. Oh, I have to park shit. horizontally so I can get in and out. 
<laughs> this is ma- mania. Exactly. Never drive a truck in San Francisco. And now there yeah, you go. Yeah, and like you would think that there'd be like a lot of planning, a lot of meetings. They basically were just like, here's the keys. Get there by Thursday at 9 a.m. Wow. Like, shit. Well, so you're going to be here tonight. I am. I'm staying in Daly City tonight. Gotcha. Wow, that's crazy. Well, good stuff. And you're not supposed to be transporting things right now, transporting things, because Mercury's almost out of retrograde, but until the 15th is when it officially goes out of retrograde. And so transportation is supposed to be difficult. Oh, and it fucking has been. It fucking has been. I've gone through snow, watching I've had all these crazy hotel rooms. The first night, I had to drive. I left at 5.30, and I got in at, like, 3.30 in the morning. Whoa. It was a fucking... It was, it's been the most horrible experience ever. For 11 bucks an hour? No, it, it, like, that's just my hourly pay. I oh, get, okay. like, $75 to drive the truck, and then every, like, 15 cents a mile... $25 per diem, free hotel room, free gas. God damn it, I got to hit a waste station. Oh, okay. What does that mean? You have to talk okay. to a person? Only if I fuck up. Like, otherwise, I pull in. There's a fucking big-ass line right now, which is good. I'm on the phone. <laughs> I, uh, I pull in. I slowly go across a scale. And then they give me a green light to keep going, or they give me a red light of like, hey, fuck you, we need to talk to you. Right, and then that's when they look for the Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> Is that they what look they're... for the fucking... Well, no, because I'm coming in north of you guys, so they're, they're looking for no. Canadians. Right, I'm, I'm Canadians. Or, or uh, cocaine or something in the panels of the, the thing. Right. I just can't believe that people would rent something like that from... St. Louis and be like, well, yeah, we'll just truck it out. I just Well, apparently, like, the way this thing is designed, no one else really has something like this. Huh. Because, like, we can go up to, like, I think it's, like, 60 feet by 80 feet high, high-definition LCD screen. Whoa. Well, that's exciting. I lost my cell phone last night. Doing a dance. I know. Break. How am I? How am I supposed to get a hold of you? I I don't know. I I'm gonna try to keep calling it because it's still going to message. It's got to be on the floor of the of the bar. I did so many sets. Well, I've I was just telling the radio listening audience it's Wednesday morning and I've already done ten sets this week since Sunday. Jesus, I know. That I've been horrible. I've been grinding like crazy. I wrote a whole new five minutes last night and I did it three times. Nice. Yeah. And every, people laugh. Well, I mean, your phone was pretty cheap. Can't you just get like a bag of oranges and go get a new one? Well, actually, I already have. Jonathan already bought me a replacement phone a long time ago, but I just have to go to AT&T and figure out. The bummer, the big bummer is that I lost my calendar. So like all my bookings and all my babysitting gigs and all of my, like, all of my everything, all the people that are coming that I have, like, I have no idea who's on Some Call Me Tim today because... I lost my phone. So I, I think I have some Call Me Tim booked. Like, I have all these things <laughs> booked in my phone. So I'm going to try to recover the phone before I go do, deal with this rigmarole. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a go phone. It's a burner phone. 
That's why nobody would right. steal it. That's why if anybody finds it, all they have to do is scroll through it and see like, call Jonathan. He's the last person I called or text the last person I text. It's very well, easy. Well, usually when people find phones, they'll look for like mom or dad kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. That's, those aren't the people to call. Um, Maybe you should change Jonathan's name in your new phone to dad. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't talk to them, so they wouldn't know what to do with my phone. But yeah, I don't have. I don't know. I mean, I wrote down everybody's phone numbers, so I have a hard copy of that. But it's just the calendar. I'm a little bummed, and I. The, I think I can get it back. I. I'm not. I haven't lost hope yet, and it was just. I just. My butt finally feels better from that. The first tragic karaoke accident in Mexico, and so I. I was really doing the dance break, and it's hard when I'm doing the, the karaoke at this one place, like. They love me. Every I, I don't know. I wish that being a karaoke singer was like a professional thing I could do. But it's just it just doesn't exist. So it's, the, it's kind of the same as stand-up comedy, but much more fulfilling. Jeez. <laughs> so have you, have you recovered from your, your uh, festival post-pamdom depression? Uh, um, well, I'm, I'm going out again and grinding doing the comedy. I mean, it was really rough because... Uh, last week I found out how many taxes I have to pay and it's is it heavy it's heavy it's heavy damn I have a lot I have $1,500 in taxes to pay um jeez Louise I, I know even for a non-profit well we're not technically not a non-profit it's a sole proprietorship and it's in my oh. name and so I have to pay taxes on all the money that all of it that I that was in between what we spent for for stuff and what we made was like 14 grand. So even though I only paid myself 12 and left the other two in the account, I still have to pay taxes on the whole 14. And here's the weird thing. You can't... So I'm going to write a check from Mutiny Radio to the federal IRS or whatever, right? And I can't write right. that off next year. That's not a business expense. Taxes can't be used as a business expense. Isn't that crazy? That is insane. So like next year, I can't write, I can write off the person who did my taxes, but I can't write off the taxes themselves as a business expense, even though I, I just, I don't understand anything. I, I don't understand how business is run. I have no idea why I'm running a business. Anyway, so I had a nervous breakdown last week, like of sobbing uncontrollably, just like, when am I going to get a win? Jesus, you're on multiple breakdowns. Oh, absolutely. So I was like, I'm screaming in my apartment, like, when am I going to get a win? When am I going to get a win? And I'm sure that my neighbors are probably like, what is wrong? I mean, I was sobbing uncontrollably for like two hours. And I, I was very similar to the guy on the street who looks in the window and yells, fuck my life. Except that I, I was right. inside yelling and he's outside yelling. So it's just perspective. But I, I mean, I was like losing it last week. And then I got a win. So I was like, okay, things are okay now. The station got a lot of, we got like 618,000 downloads in March. So... Good. Yeah, so that was like, oh, okay, that's a win. But, I mean, the taxes threw me into a fucking tailspin. I was like, I just, I it, I was like, every, uh, what am I doing with my life? I mean, I was, I had no perspective. I was just a mess. Uh, right. And then Jonathan took the day off of work because he was, he was nervous for my safety. And, I mean, I was, I, I was a, it was a hard day. Um, but I eventually, like, he helped me kind of turn it around, and it was okay. Well, I mean, with that kind of shit, all you can really do is just be like, well, fuck it, here it is. Right, That's what, and that's where I feel now, is like, I mean, and realistically, 
if I only have to pay $1,500, like I have food stamps and Medi-Cal. So I'm sure that people paid more than $1,500. Normal people paid more than $1,500 last year for, for medical care. And for the medical stuff I went through, even last year, it was definitely worth $1,500, I guess, because I didn't pay for any of it. Cause the, so I, I, I've kind of like gotten a little perspective on it and sort of justified it and been like, okay. That's the other bummer is that this whole new set that I wrote last night that I did three times is in my fucking phone, like the notes of it oh, no. are in my phone. It's okay. I didn't have that many specifics, but I had enough to link some things together. Um. Yeah, it's one of those things like if you're going to use everything for your phone, you got to be able to back it up on your computer just by plugging that shit in. I know. Dumb phones don't do that. Maybe they do. I don't know. I just, I'm just not good at that kind of stuff. Like putting it in more than two places. Like the phone's always on me. I just put it on the phone. But I really, really, really don't ever want a smartphone. I just don't want to do it. I just don't want it. I think technology's pushing you into it. You gotta do it. I, no, I won't. I have choice. I live in America. I get to choose to be retarded if I want. It's like, I've been using the word retard a lot lately. I mean, and that's what people laugh at when I'm using it in my set. People love it when you say retard. And But here's the thing. I was a special ed teacher for four years, so I feel like I can use that word. Like, I'm, it's okay for me to use that word. But I, I was with Keith, my ex-husband, the black guy, for 13 years, and I still can't say the N-word. Did you make? Did you make it across the scales? I no, I crossed the scale. I'm going into the port of entry now. Oh, they waved you in. They want to talk to you. Oh. Uh oh. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're waving and scouting around. And... Well, get off the phone and deal with it. Oh, fuck no, we're gonna go through this together. Oh, we're, we're gonna, gonna go through it together. Okay, great. All right. I'm going this is the state. The I don't know what the fuck they're gonna say to me. They're gonna look in my butthole. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> At least we'll have a a record of it. A nice recording of uh, the old dumb face going through the. I can't believe that you have been driving a truck through the I mean, through I the don't winter know time. What the fuck I'm doing? I am like the biggest. There's a there's a chubby little gal here. That, Ranger uniform or something. <laughs> well, I bet she's she's just darling. She looks like a chipmunk, probably. Just rain. All right. I think uh, there's one truck in front of me and then me. All drivers present your bill of landing. I don't know what the fuck that is. Bill of landing. That's where you're going to, you're ending up in San Francisco. Your bill of landing should be a piece of paper that says that you're going to San Francisco. That's what you need. Look, I'm helping you. Bill of landing. All right. Uh, I got some sound in the uh, TVs and stuff for uh, the event we're putting on. San Francisco. All right, thank you. Is that it? Was that easy? I don't know if they told me to go or not. I'm busy. <laughs> Get out! Get out it while you can. Um, yeah. Have you been? Uh, do you want to? Have you heard the? Have you heard? Well, I don't know if I should spread gossip. It's not gossip. Well, we don't know what it is. Did you see all the stuff? What is it? All the rape stuff on the internet in the San Francisco comedy scene? No, I have not been. Wait, is that uh, the stuff that that Paul's guy that did coke yelled at you about? No, no, it's not at all. This is a whole new thing. This is. Um, I'll even. I'll read the article. It's. Um, it's crazy. the The article is called um, "How I conf- Had a Good Set in Front of My Rapist" or something. Uh, it's. 
it's crazy. It, you will. I mean, it's. It, I'll just. I'll read it because then it's. I, not, I lost on Facebook. I haven't been on Facebook since February nineteenth. You are awesome. That is amazing. That is that is great. It's changing your life for the better. Yeah. Now I don't know when my comedy buddies are doing radio stations. States I don't live in. <laughs> You're, it's well. That's it. I know. I use Facebook too much, and I don't know how to Instagram, and I have a dumb phone. Uh, let's see. This is, it was on a thing called Medium Magazine, and she, it, Medium, read, write, and share stories that matter. Um, and this is uh, this is funny. How magic the gathering color wheel explains humanity. That's weird. Um, let's see. It was. I'm scrolling down. Oh, is this a comic lady that we know about? Yeah, we all know all the people. She put and this so she wrote this article. I'm looking to search for it. Um, her, it was a, it was an article written by Ruby Gill, and and I mean, it's I, Ruby that wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh boy, I know, and it's called performing for my rapist. Okay, this is crazy. Okay, um, I'd like to be upfront about something so dark in the hope I can finally free myself from the pain I've been carrying. Hold on, you gotta get closer to the phone. Oh, I can oh okay. I'd like to be upfront about something so dark in the hope that I can finally free myself from the pain I've been carrying. It might seem so silly, but the reason I feel justified to speak this out loud now is because last night marks the first good set I've had in front of my rapist. Oh boy. Yeah, right? I've been performing stand-up comedy for over four years, and three years ago, I was date-raped by a comedian in the Bay Area. Unfortunately, I still frequently see him at open mics and showcases, even though he is routinely carried out of venues when he has had too much to drink. He is always invited back in, like nothing ever happened. I have never felt comfortable telling anyone because he is championed as a guy's guy, which made me feel I wasn't important enough to say anything and that I would be rejected from the comedy scene if I spoke up. This is the part that's crazy. If you haven't already guessed it, I'm talking about... It's Keith D. I just I have to whisper it. I don't even want to say his name out loud because I feel so terrible. Oh, my God. Wait. I almost thought she was talking about me at first. <laughs> Because of being carried out of venues, you're. But the thing is, when you get drunk, drunk, you don't get rapey. You just get loud and and belligerent. You don't. Yeah. You, you know, you've Especially never. If something's wrong with me. It's. I mean, it's just when I get when I black out, I don't get rapey or belligerent. I get quiet and smiley. So lucky me. Uh, waking up to his hands groping my body, his fingers inserted inside me, I was horrified. After that, I felt. Like I had to control myself and my actions to stay safe. Since that awful night and morning, I cut down on my public alcohol consumption significantly because I obviously blamed myself for what went down. Months later, he went on to grope my breasts in public in front of many of our peers. When he went in for a second grope, I walked away. One of the comedians who observed this told me, good move, wouldn't have been a good idea to say anything. Words which unfortunately I've been okay living with for three years. Of course, I like and admire many, many of his very talented friends, but I also realize that some of them have served as his protectors on occasion, shielding him from fair criticisms of his dangerous behavior. I can only hope they didn't realize the full extent of his predatory behavior. 
It took me years to process what happened, and I've stayed quiet because I feared retaliation, less bookings besmirching my name for the comedy community. I'm speaking out now because I don't want to walk away from comedy because of him, and I don't think anyone else should suffer the same. Whoa. Crazy. Man, so is, is it like a whole article or just like a, like a what you read? That was it. It's, that's, that's what she posted. That was it. Um, and it was on a site called Medium where it's like share your stories and stuff. But um, she posted it on Bacon. So everybody saw it. And then Matt, Matt Gubser took it down. And he, but he did put oh. up a link to it. He took it down and said he didn't want to have the whole thing there, but that people could look at it at the link. And he put the link up. And he said also that after that came out, seven other girls came forward and said that he had assaulted them. And when I talked to him about it, I texted back and forth with him. And he, he said, I didn't ever assault you, did I? And I was like, no, dude, you've never been attracted to me. <laughs> like, and I wouldn't even, it wouldn't, I, I don't, I, I've let him even sleep at my house, but it was never even, he slept on the couch. It was never... Like, I, nothing sexual has ever come up between Keith D and myself in any, like, I, I mean, whatever. But, sure. that he, but that he was, he blacks out so much that he, he was like, I mean, that's the thing is like, he could, he, I mean, he, he didn't even know because he didn't know because he blacks out all the time. So, that's a thing. I mean, it, it, it's one of the, like... I don't remember my third set from last night. And it was even before the character. See, now comedy's different, though, because, like, sometimes I don't remember my set and I'm completely sober because I'm kind of in the moment on stage, so I don't remember it, if that sounds weird or whatever. But, I mean... Sure. No, I did the same. Like, on, on Sunday, I, I kind of remember my set now, but then I was like, was I in a blackout when I performed? I don't know. So it's hard to... Because it performing kind of makes me blackout anyways for whatever reason. Like, I just... I just don't recall memories from that. But like, sure. I mean, I blacked out last week, two, two weeks ago. Um, I was at, I did an open mic and a guy gave me five bucks and a, bought me a beer because he liked my set so much. And I'd already had four beers, but then I had five bucks and it was a Monday. And after 10 o'clock at vendors, they have good beers for a dollar cheaper. So I was like, I'll go get one more beer because my, my bus is hella late or whatever. And so I went to vendors and sat down and had a beer. And then I don't remember the rest. I guess Jake bought me a shot. I never take shots after dark. And I guess I just took a shot. No problem. And I remember nothing. He, Jake put me in an Uber because we live really close to each other. I guess Shelby Evans was in there with me I in an Uber pool. I don't remember that. She talked to me the next day. She's like, yeah, last night it was so weird. I saw you in that Uber. And I was like, no recollection. She's like, you talked to me the whole time. I was like, no recollection. Jake brought me upstairs, opened my door. The cat came out. He put the cat back in, and I guess I was going like, smoke pot with me, smoke pot with me. And he was like, no, I'm cool, I'm cool. And he went home. He's like, I'm hungry, I got to go. I remember none of this. None of it. Right. So so that's the last time. I mean, so that's the thing is like, I get it. Like, if people have dangerous behaviors that come out when they're, I mean, luckily, I have enough friends that take care of me when I fucking am blackout drunk. I mean, because... Otherwise, I might, you know, get arrested and have mace in my face or wind, wake up in the hospital. Right. As, as, as we know. Get other, found unresponsive in a yard. Just, just yelling. It's good. Um, Latoya just showed up. I'm super excited. Old Dumb Face is on the phone. Old Dumb Face. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dumb I mean, face. I don't know. Old, old dumb hey, face. He's actually talking about a heated fucking some crazy shit. Oh, she can't hear you yet because she doesn't have her headphones on. But um. Um, he's driving right now in a 26-foot truck. He's been driving for days, and guess where he's coming? Where are you coming? He's coming to San Francisco. Really? In a 26-foot truck yeah. delivering some weird shit. We went through the port of entry together. We yeah, we just we just did it. Is it do you have it in yet? Does it work? We went. He we just went through the port of entry. Uh, he went through, and they asked for something, and stuff happened. And uh, can you hear yet? I think it's all jacked up. Yeah, put it in the lower I- part. The lower one is tiny yeah. and it works. Um, that's what he's. She said. <laughs> the lower, the lower one. Dumpy. Hey, I'll Hey, there you are. Now I can hear you. Are you Are you driving a big rig? Not a big rig. It's the same height as a big rig, but probably like half the length. What? Twenty six feet. How many Mexicans yeah, you have so. in there? That's what I said. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh. When he was. <laughs> <laughs> but since he's coming from the Midwest, it's Canadians. No, but the yeah, thing is, I don't bring. You don't bring Mexicans into California. You take them out. <laughs> and who, who? I mean, what Canadian would want to be here in the United States? Christ, mm-hmm. it's yeah, like right. it is. I mean, the world is going to hell in a handbasket, literally falling apart falling in front apart. of our eyes, being unweaved. It is. Yeah, it is. Things woven. Things are crazy. Zuckerberg's wearing a suit. Like <laughs> he, he looks so dorky. He does. He, he does looks like look... a robot. Like I was trying to watch some of his uh, uh, the uh, indictment. Indictment. Not in, he didn't get indictment, but it kind of testifying in front of Congress. And I'm just like, is this dude a robot? Like anything that he said, I'm just like, I can't take serious. I just had to start laughing and turn it off. Well, I I finally know what fake news is. I had no idea. Um, <laughs> I I mean, there's and then the whole. We talked last week ad nauseum about uh, Story Daniels. But then um, Trumpito finally came out and said something, which was interesting. And then... I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't know. uh, I'm not going to say anything, but I I don't know anything about anybody being paid off. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, basically he threw his lawyer under the bus. Yeah. His lawyer got raided. What? What? Yeah. Fucking asshole. Yeah. I know. How can you be loyal to someone like that? I was, oh, about... no, I was talking about a guy that fucked up my driving. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> That's <Perfect>. a lawyer. <laughs> He's being completely unsafe. He just passed Reno. He's over the California border. Oh, he you're close, just, brother. Uh, the Sierra snow-covered mountain. Oh. Trying to fucking push a truck uphill that does not want to go uphill. It's it's snowy there still. I forgot I forgot that. I mean, it's not snowy on the road, but it's like on the mountains. On the mountains. Like surrounded by snow-speckled mountains. So that's that's lovely. You know what? You came at the right time because uh, I just was reading, like, there's supposed to be like a blizzard or something, like in the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah, I that's was, crazy. I was reading about that. I saw it this morning. It scared the fuck out of me. I left early. Yeah, good for you, dude, because they said that shit, like, what I was reading is like, it's no joke. I'm like, yo, no. blizzard like in the middle of April in the Midwest. And then, like, it, they were like, in the Sierras, we're going to see like two feet of snow. And I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, get the fuck you over those hills. Quick, yeah. Get yeah. to Sacktown. That's what's crazy. You have to watch the weather hardcore because it, it fucks you up, especially in trucks. Oh, hell snows, yeah. Like, when you go through Wyoming and Nevada, 
off of every, like, exit off the highway. It's got a little gate there, and it says, like, when lights are blinking, highway is closed. <laughs> what? So do you still get paid if if something happens and you are snowed somewhere? Do you still get paid your hourly wage, or they don't? They're like, or do they? Are they like uh, drive, they drive, they motherfucker? Hotel rooms. They buy hotel rooms. Uh, they probably try to get me to find a route around the weather. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm stuck standing still, I get a twenty-five dollar per diem in my hotel room, and that's it. Oh. $25, so you got to go to the meth addict well, horror hotel. Let's go back hotels. to that local issue. You got to catch up with Toya on the local thing. Does she know about it? Uh, did you hear about the uh, rape allegations and stuff in the comedy community? Yeah. Uh, All right, lay it on me. Well, it was uh, an article that Ruby Gill posted in, um, it's called Medium, and it's where people share their stories. And she named names and... Uh, He's a guy we all know. I just, I feel like, and and I, I, if he, if he raped her in a blackout, he still raped her. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's, and she, yeah, it's, I just read it out loud on the, on the air. And I feel, I, I'm conflicted about it because I don't want to feel gossipy, but I think it's important to, to honor her coming out and saying if, if she put it on the internet for everybody, yeah. then that means that. That's something that she is cathartically trying to share with people. I, I for, I mean, I've been, yeah, I mean, I've been sexually assaulted, but I was, I was totally wasted, blackout drunk. So, That's it's not so like it's like, well, you know, I mean, and who even knows how I was in my blackout if I was like into it or not? But I mean, I've woken up and been like, oh, that's right. That's right. Well, when I wake up and I'm like, oh. My vagina hurts. Did we have sex last night? <laughs> like, that's happened to me that's many great. times. You think, though? Yeah. But even when it's with, like, it was it been with my boyfriend, even, I'll wake up in the morning. And, but that's the thing is, people don't know I'm in a blackout when I'm in a blackout. I didn't, I mean, like, for, for example, when I was talking to Shelby Evans in an Uber pool, I don't recall none of it. And she was like, you talked to me for, like, 10 minutes. And I have no recollection. But it's the same thing. Like, if I wake up in the morning... And I didn't know I had sex. And then I ask and they say yes. That probably means that I was into it too. Because if they were trying to be surreptitious about it, they'd say no, right? So, I I don't know. Like, it's, it's, I mean, it's hard because you're friends with both people. And the Ruby's obviously really upset about it. And it's bothered her. And it's affected her for what she say, three years? Yeah, three years. Yeah, so you don't want to see your friend go through... I mean, I, it's beyond uncomfortable. It's uh, it's obviously been painful and emotionally damaging for her. Right. But you're also friends with Keith. Yeah, I certainly am. I certainly and, am. And, and I've been accused before of protecting men and being like a guy's guy, even though I'm a girl. Um, I've been... I've been accused by people and they say you you protect you like you foster and protect dudes. And I'm like I foster and protect everybody. Like I don't I, I mean I don't know, but I and I get it like a, being a hang, it was the same thing where I wrote on the Facebook once about 
comics joking about rape and I just didn't say anything and I was asking people like I'm a bad feminist what would you have said and everybody like threw me under the bus they're like you'll never be a comic again you try to take down the king you try to take down the king is this this rape or is this sexual assault it's the same thing is there a degree of difference sexual assault and rape are the same thing yeah it if it's if, okay. Yeah, that's the same thing, brother. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I mean, it's just it's sexual like, assault sounds a little bit more acceptable rather than rape. Well, and I guess yeah, side, because yeah. it was he didn't rape her with his penis in her article. That's he raped her with his fingers. Genitals interacting or just penetration? Well, but it or they were her genitals uh, interacting. She was, with his, it sounds like she was penetrated by his fingers. Yeah, she was. So yeah. So that's, that's, penetration. that's penetration. But even like if, like it's the same thing. If someone like gropes you and touches your, any part, if you, it's just like. Unwanted touch. Un, yeah. Like, so like our president just grab him by the pussy. Like that's assault. Mm-hmm. That's like, un, like, I mean, what would happen if like we just grabbed the guy's dick? I mean, if you just walk down the I, street. If somebody I didn't want to kept trying to grab my dick. I feel like I'd just be able to yell like, "Stop grabbing my dick, son of a bitch!" <laughs> it ain't that. You would punch <laughs> him in the face. But like, if I was asleep and I woke up and like, if I was drunk and I kind of came to from a blackout and Paul Sanford sucking my dick, <laughs> like, I, I would, I would probably get like physically aggressive. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Always an option for me. But what if it was? You know? What I mean. Because it was an unwanted touch. But what if it was like, um, so here's what's happened before, and I've done this to various boyfriends, and I've thought it was cute, and maybe it's assault, I don't know. But um, if they're, if I wake up before them, and their dick is hard, I'll kind of jump on, and then wait for them to wake up, and be right. having sex with them. Is that? I mean, I'm not asking consent. I guess that's, I guess I've assaulted my boyfriends before. I'm asking a real question though, because I used to do this. No, I thought it was I a mean, cute trick. That you're in the you're in the gray area because if you're in a relationship with somebody and you're being physical with them on a sexual level, then it's always kind of any times okay. Now if you do that and they wake up and they're like, Get off, I got a piss, watch out like you're kind of you're taking your own grenades at that point. <laughs> That's but I think it's, what it feels like is Keith D is a buddy of mine, and he gets really, really fucked up. Really, and when really. When people fucked get up. that fucked up, they can behave or act or do something in a manner that they would never do had they not been that fucked up. However, that doesn't solve the problem of you put another friend in a you know I don't want to say compromising because that feels like it's minimizing it. But, you know, you put him in a horrible spot. Now, you can't just wake up, find out about that, and be like, holy shit, man, I'm sorry, because that doesn't really heal those kind of wounds. And in this situation, there's no, like, good course of action to rectify what you did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, hey, you missed football practice, you have to do 10 push-ups. There's, you can't do anything to take that back or to fix it. Right. 
And so then you're just kind of in this weird stalemate of like, even if you apologize, you're not going to heal that trauma that you caused. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, well, and there's, there's not going to be, how do you, well, and he hasn't come forward yet and said anything. And so it's one of those things like, what do you say? Well, he's got to fess up to it and say, I have a huge problem with alcohol and here's how I'm going to remedy that. Like you apologize. That's still kind of avoiding the issue. That's still kind of making it about you. Right. Hey, you did this to me. You're right. So what I'm going to do is fix myself. Well, yeah, that doesn't offer me any relief in any way. Right. Right. Well, I mean, but that's the thing then. What, what does, what does offer, like, what's the, what do you do when somebody, you know, is, feels that they've, they, if they've been raped or they've been sexually assaulted, like, what do you, do you go, it, it's, you can't go to the cops, you can't put it, do it in court anymore because they'd be like, you know, show us, it's like word against word or whatever. But then what is our responsibility as a comedy community? Like, am I supposed to not be, am I supposed to not book Keith D? He's really funny. If I book him, am I now going to be perceived? I mean, I hate to be so selfish to think about my, but if, like, I don't know if I book him, are people going to say, well, she's protecting him. And do, are we supposed to shun him or am I supposed to throw um, rocks at him when I see you, him? Yeah, why would you want to do any business with any kind of rapist, like though? I think Put yourself in what that. What you have to do, because here's the thing there's, there's different levels, I feel like. I mean, we weren't there, we don't know, so obviously we're trying to speculate. But it doesn't sound like he's set out with the intention to get somebody really fucked up. And they can trap them and make them in a vulnerable spot. Right. It sounds like they were both fucked up. And since nobody was being responsible with their alcohol, one drunk person took advantage of somebody who was drunk as well. Mm. So I think I think what you should do, since you have the format for it, and it's also it's not like it happened at the station. No, not at all. So I think you should talk to Ruby, see how she feels about stuff. Obviously, we read her statement. If she would like to make some sort of pre-recorded message or show up in person, you know, on one of the, during a designated hour of time, and, you know, actually be like, hey, man, you did this to me. This is how it made me feel. Fuck you. And then... I mean, all he can do is apologize and say, I'm sorry, which doesn't really uh, equate to what she's able to say. But to do it in a public venue like that, the format would be like, you know what? I did do this. I didn't do this because I'm a predator, because I'm trying to attack you. But because when I get really fucked up, you know, I wake up and then I find that people have said this about me. Right. This I know. Because- how I'm going to address this. And I don't, I just, I don't know if he's going to address it or if it's going to blow over, but I think that it brings up, I mean, it's got me thinking about rape. Like, I, cause now I'm like, oh my God, have I, is, I thought it was a cute, cutesy, sexy thing to wake up a guy in the morning by being on his dick, Yeah, but, but there's no consent there. But and, you grew up out of that too and realized that, oh shit, that's not... <laughs> That, that's kind of. You gotta be louder, girl. I can barely hear you. Oh, okay, right in the microphone. Oh, yeah. sorry. Can you hear me now? There you go. I'm nah, my I'm my sure. eyes my eyes are opened that because I've 
I've grown up in a patriarchy or that I've, that men somehow, well, it's, it's another stigma that exists. Men want sex all the time. That's what I've sort of been taught and what I, so in my mind, when I would wake up a boyfriend with sex, but it, that's the difference. It's not like me gently stroking his face and saying, hey, baby, let's have sex. I'm horny. I mean, I actually would just get on his hard dick and, and wake him up that way. And I thought it was cute. And I'm like, oh, my God. Now I'm like, that is because if it was the opposite way, I would be I would be livid if if in the morning and I wasn't awake yet and there was a penis inside me, I'd be like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I've, I've done that to, I'll just, I've done that to girls and that's kind of, but like, you don't just like wake up and you're like, well, I'm going to do some fucking. <laughs> like, you kind of, like, I feel like if you're in a relationship with somebody, you already kind of have the sexual consent contract to where like, you know, you if you want to wake somebody up with sex, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't want that. And you're like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. I thought I was doing a cute thing. Right. Or if they say, you're hurting me, and you're like, well, too bad, baby. <laughs> we got to get the eggs before the bacon. <laughs> right. I that, that makes sense. Accepting that that contract that used to be called marriage, uh, that people would have sex inside that contract... I mean, women really didn't have a choice. And so a lot of times it it could be rape because like in the contract as women, what we've been told is if you're married and your husband wants sex, you need to give it to him. But that's not true. No, because you get rape in your marriage. Yeah, because then you have rape in your marriage. If you don't want to have sex anytime, then whether you're married or not. But that contract for a while kind of changed. I mean, th- that we're talking about rape, I think is good and important because... I'm glad we cleared up the fact that old Dumbface didn't know the difference between sexual assault and rape. Yeah. I can't talk to you, soft talkers. Come on. Yeah. Use your chicken wing voice. Get angry. <laughs> chicken wing voice. <laughs> yeah. but, what, what did you say? I said, I said, I'm glad we cleared up the fact that old Dumbface knows the difference between rape and sexual assault now. We're, we're like, da na na na. Well, I meant, the I meant, you know. well, like, the legal. The more you know. <laughs> Wait, I didn't hear. What'd you like, say? I'm saying more of, like, a, a, from, like, a legal standpoint. Right. So, like, well, rape is actually classified just, like, the same way, like, felony burglary is trespassing with to commit another crime. Right. Whether you're going to spray paint some shit or fuck some shit up, that's still another crime. So, it's still burglary, even if you didn't plan on stealing. Well, and then, so the, the, the question is, is there a difference between molestation, sexual assault, rape, and gang rape? Like, when you go to, when you are in front of a judge, is there a different, you know... There's definitely a difference within gang rape because that's multiple. Yeah, well, gang rape is multiple, yeah. but is... But I, to me, I think all assault is assault. Assault means, like, you know, an unwanted touch, right. something undesirable. It's being something spit hard. on. Yeah, that's assault. Again, spit on. It's, it's spit on someone you on the bus. In some kind of way. It's assault. I think they just prettied it up by not saying rape anymore because it's not, you know, PC anymore right. to right. say rape. But I like to say it because rape is harsh. I like to say the word because. Like the same way that they went from sexually transmitted diseases in infection. Right. Yeah. STIs. 
Yeah. Right. Or we used to call kids emotionally, severely emotionally disturbed, and now they're just emotionally disturbed. Yeah. Just take off that severe because severe. there's so much less stigma. And we used to call people retards. Well, no, and, and it's that whole, yeah. I mean, that comes from, um, and it's Steve Poggi, even though he's quit comedy, he opened up for uh, this guy, uh, Doug Stanhope. He has a whole bit about retarded was the word that we called people with like, if you... Th- you you were retarded but then we changed it yeah. we kept changing it yeah so and it's whatever word you want to say you, you know whatever you know we could start calling people like you know yelling you manic yeah, depressive or whatever <laughs> retardation means to slow down that's why like in construction you'll deal with flame retarded right flame it retarded slows down fire Right. right. And to retard in music is to slow down. If you learn sheet music, you do a retard. Retard. Uh, which retard. is to slow which is to slow down. I mean, and so there there yeah, we are. But now I, now I use I use the word retard a bunch last night in my comedy. It's a, a new set and people love it when you they love it. It's a classic word. It's a classic. They and they but I mean, also too, it's a way of like taking the word back and not meeting it to offend those who are mentally. But I mean, in this in this joke story thing, it's the it's the seventeen year old retarded kid with the biggest dick I've ever seen, and he, I mean, his IQ is under seventy, so he's like, I mean, what's the technical term for it? Moron, imbecile. I, I mean, yeah, what do you want me to, to use? No, they used to call him invalid. Invalid. Like the old well, but invalid meant that you couldn't leave anywhere. You were if you were if you're in bed all the time, you're an invalid. But I mean, this there's got to be. I'll look it up on the internet. There's got to be a real term for someone whose IQ is under IQ under seventy. IQ. That would be a rapist. Uh, IQ classifications, intellectual dis- what a what a low IQ score means. Uh, what a, I'm looking. Give me the technical term. IQ classifications. Here we go. Okay. Oh no, they just say extremely low. They don't have a term for it. Damn it. Right. Um, profound mental retardation. I don't know, but in like going back to the uh, the sexual assault. Yeah. yeah. And the comedy scene, it's like, it comes like a job, like, is it your job to police that? Um, like, as a community, you don't want shit like that to happen, just like you don't want racism to happen within the same community. And actually, the thing, the whole, the comedy scene is full of sexism in the first place. And I don't think this is anything, maybe to this scene it is, but I do recall even like when I lived in Chicago of, you know, as comedians, we like to drink and sometimes things got get out of control. And there, I remember there were allegations against a comedian before that had been accused of being a rapist um, or what have you. And a lot of women did not feel comfortable being around this person anymore. And he was quite popular too. You know, so I mean, it, it's something that I think we need to talk about because within sexism, within the co- comedy community, this there is rape culture, right? And 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 we've discussed this in the past. Like I tried to have a whole thing about, and and everyone got mad at me, and I, we I was just saying like These people are soft as fuck. Well, I just I don't. It wasn't, and for me, it wasn't about calling out the person who made a joke who said all comedians love rape. 
I mean, that, and I sat there with five guys and I didn't laugh, but I didn't say anything. And so what is my responsibility? Am I supposed to say something? What do I, am I a bad feminist? Because I, and, and I, for the same reason, I mean, Ruby's situation is much more profound, obviously, because this is something that happened to her and it's terrible, but she was afraid to come out because of how it would affect her because it's true. There's like 70% of guys in comedy and they say whatever and like, I have a pretty thick, well, I have a thick skin but a thin skin at the same time, so I don't know, but... But, I mean... The, but I depending know. on the issue. Depending on the <laughs> issue. Yeah, exactly. So... But, I mean, I, I'm glad that, you know, she at least had the, the will to share her story. Yeah. I mean, because, no, I didn't even know about it, you know. But I knew, I mean, obviously, you knew it would go on. It, you know, even what you just talked about with that Facebook post that you did yeah. a couple months ago. And then even, with, I remember we've talked about this several times with some of the jokes that dudes would say, like the dick jokes and all that. I was just like, okay, we get it, all right? Yeah. Or I fucked this girl out there. I'm like, okay, we get it. Yes, you're a stud. Ooh, you know? And it, it just, it gets so, it, it gets so exhausting because I think we've just, became it's just become so normal oh yeah absolutely i i, I mean i it's completely normalized yeah like i mean uh, and i'm not trying to say rape is normal not not at all or what have you but the fact that you were talking about in this scenario of like the person telling the joke about rape and you're like i didn't find it funny but i didn't say anything does that make me complicit to right you know to the rape culture right and i i mean i guess it does and i think did we lose poji I think we lost him. Oh, no, we lost him. We lost him. He's in the Sierras. We lost him. He's in the mountains. Well, That's I hope... what happened. Yeah, well, I hope he stays safe, and he shouldn't be talking to us on the phone while he's driving a huge truck. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's... Maybe this... Hopefully this will tell people... Oh, can, oh there you there go. It, there ah, you go. My mouth needs to touch the microphone. Not really. No, it just has to, it just has to face Good. it. Yeah, um... Maybe this is just like a wake-up call. I mean, we do make fun of the Me Too movement, but then again, it is serious. Well, I'm going to bring back... I mean, it was a joke. It was a joke I used to do on stage when I talked about um, waking my boyfriend up with sex. Um, and then it, it's, my, it was my, it's my rape joke. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, when I started comedy, people said, oh, everyone has a rape joke. Because people say, oh, you can't make a rape joke. And I'm like, well, then I'm going to fucking make a rape joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, so, but my rape joke was... Um, you know, the, my favorite kind of rape is uh, to, you know, when my boyfriend's asleep and I just kind of hop up on his dick and start going at it by myself. And then he wakes up and I look at him and I go, I've got some good news and some bad news. Bad news is I'm raping you. The good news is uh, I'm going to make you some pot waffles. Do you, want, <laughs> do you want some pot Belgian waffles? They're really delicious. It's going to be okay. I think what it is, it's, it's, to me, I think it's funny when women do jokes as such because the majority of our of, of victims are women uh, that do get sexually assaulted um, it's like saying like it's like me telling a black joke like it wouldn't be funny if like a white person if, if a white dude told a black joke because right. that, yeah because I'm like hell no motherfucker you don't know what it's like just like you know, I don't think it's appropriate for all men to like tell rape jokes because have you if you've not been in the position of that before, I don't think you can make fun of it. If you're not a part of like the community that suffers if you're not part of, if you're not a part of the community that has suffered through sexual assault, 
then I don't think you can make fun of it. And, and it's just on Monday, I told a comedian, she tried to do a dead mom joke. And I'm like, is your mom dead? And she said, no. I go, it's kind of like me <laughs> trying to do fat people jokes. I was like, she's, she's only been in comedy for a couple of weeks. And I was like, you know, stick with what you know. There's no reason yeah. to do a dead mom joke unless you have a dead mom. Exactly. Because like, what it's are you talking experience. about? Yeah. And I mean, it, it, I can't, audiences will not let me get up on stage and make fun of fat people. They will, they will, they will boo. They will yell skinny bitch. They don't <laughs> like it. And I get it because I haven't. Now, if I want to make a joke about bulimia, which I have with Melania, that's fine because <laughs> I used to do that. But then not even saying that all comedy has to be true. Right. I mean, but if you're going to, if you're going to try to play that part and be the dangerous comedian, you better know your shit and you be you better you better had a story about you getting sexually assaulted or being a fat sexual assaulter. Right. Well it's like it's like the Doug Stanhope thing he talks all the time about his girlfriend Bingo who has mental crazy stuff going on and what she does, like what she all the medication she has to take and stuff. So when he's making fun of mental illness and he calls people a retard, I mean he he gets away with it because there's an honesty there. Right. And so it's hard to fake that honesty with an audience, I guess. I don't know. Stand-up yeah. comedy's hard. But uh, mean, dumb face, you back? You live? We lost him again. Yeah. He's in the. He's in the mountains. That's what it is. He's in the Sierras. Um, Steve, don't don't talk to us while you're driving. Be yeah. safe. Yeah. Make Old that dumb money, face. boy. Old we dumb ain't face. going nowhere. Yeah, we'll be here, and yeah. you're coming to town to visit anyway, so it's gonna be fun. So she, she actually, I just said, I just saw she just put this story out last week. Huh? Yeah, this just happened. Yeah. Damn. This just all happened. She's bold to name names. Right, I, I know. The naming names part is like, what? But yeah. it's just... But the thing is, it... it, it so so read, you think that my responsibility as a producer is to not book him anymore? I don't think you should. But we're... I nah, Like, nah. I'm friends with him. It's the same thing with, like, Bill Cosby. I mean... So do we separate you have the your man? Babe. But do we separate the man from the art? Do we go? I don't like Louis C.K. anymore because he jacked off in front of women and it made them uncomfortable and he was assaulted. Would you book Louis C.K.? Hell yeah! And I still, I still like Bill Cosby. I'm sorry, and I have it in a joke too. I'm a bad feminist, but I can separate. I can't. You can't. I can't. No, because that's like. You know, that's like me saying I like Donald Trump because he used to hang out with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> no, I, no, I can't. My blackness won't allow me to because I have, I, I there's an integrity there's, yeah, to yeah. it. And, and, and even, I'll, I'll use the Bill Cosby thing. I grew up to the Cosby show. I loved it. Um, and yeah, he was a role model. But then some of the shit that he would say before was kind of like, he was kind of, cooning a little bit um but do i think he did that i think he, i think he did some of it yeah. yeah i mean you you have that much power and influence so no i it's hard for me to even watch a bill cosby show episode now because i'm like ooh, all i think is rape and quaaludes huh you know? well didn't it the end wasn't the, the elmo guy was um the elmo guy was uh accused of being a pedophile yeah of something molestation or something but everyone still loves Elmo okay and here's another example I can't listen to the Velvet Underground really anymore because I didn't know Nico was a fucking racist oh she I didn't either did not like black people 
Well, so but, now I can't. I'm like, well, that. Thanks a lot, fucking Nico. I'm glad you're having a good time, ODing in hell. But <laughs> well, then there's and then the 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 reggae, the the Rastafarians. They don't like they don't like gay people. Yeah. Yeah. I've never so been like, a Rastafarian in the first place. So I mean, I. W- Every, but, why but, we have to as people have this large scale I, I just I don't understand that but it's something you know I want sexual assault is very violent to me yeah and that's the thing and that's something you know when I draw the line with like racism and sexual assault just because that is an act of hate that is an act of violence that you are doing and you want to put onto someone because either you're it seems like from what we were reading on the story of her, you know, this person was irresponsible with their alcohol. He's He is, and that is one thing that is absolutely true. He is incredibly irresponsible with his alcohol. And as a person, I mean, I black out too. But, um, and so does Steve Poggi. <laughs> but, you know, in our blackouts, we haven't, I mean, I don't think, I don't think I've ever been rapey. You know, the thing is, if you're going to drink... As an as an adult, you have to All take right, responsibility. You're you're whizzing through the mountains and you're we're losing the signal, but you're back. No, I I lost signal and I called you guys back, but then I saw my partner on the side of the road. So I called to make sure he didn't break down or anything, and he was like, "No, I'm just doing a brake check." And I'm like, "What the fuck is that? What is, do I have to do that? What does that mean?" <laughs> is are you, and a brake check? Okay, so good. Everybody's fine. Yeah. Good. All right, back to sexual assault. Yeah. Flying down the mountain. Yeah, flying down the mountain. Sexual assault. Um, I guess we just need to learn as a people not to touch people without permission. I mean, whether it be a black person's hair or someone's ass or my boobs. Like, we need to have a little, we need to have a consent-based culture, and I guess maybe we're just not there. But here's what I want to bring up, though. The blackouts, I don't think... He knew that he, I mean, he might not even remember doing that. And when other people came right. out and said, and that's why he asked me, he said, I've, I've never sexually assaulted you, have I? And I was like, no, no, you haven't. So he doesn't even know if he's ever sexually assaulted me. That means you should stop drinking. That's like me getting into a car drunk and then I kill someone because I blacked out. Right. And... That that's all me because I'm my stupid ass. It's, you know, it's very similar. Thank you for yeah. doing it that way. Is yeah. Because like, if you're blackout drunk in a car and you kill somebody, you still murdered them. Right. And if you're blackout drunk and you sexually assault someone or rape them, you still did that. Well, here's the metaphor I was gonna use. Uh, go on vacation. Ooh. Really really sleep with it and burn up your apartment. You have to start over because we only yeah. all I heard was you, burning on your fart. What happened? No, if I'm staying at your place, yeah, you go on vacation and I get blackout drunk and I lit cigarette, oh, and I burn up your apartment. That's different, right? Than if I came in with a tub of gasoline and poured it everywhere and no. then lit a match and threw it on top of it. No, it's not. It's is not it, different. It's, it's the, not the different. outcome's the same. So the the, the apartment is still the same, burned down. But the intent behind it definitely plays a big role. I don't, but I fuck the intent. But part. that's what I that's, think that's is that, does the law, does the law put intent into there? I mean, I, I guess it's just more severe if... No, you dumb ass. But I mean, as far as within our community, we are not the law. 
Yeah, but I mean... Right, we're not the law. You're right. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, I, I don't give a fuck about intent. The thing is, if you... If you if you are in someone's home and you black out and you set their place on fire, that's your own dumbass fault. Don't get that fucking hammered. <laughs> I mean, take fucking responsibility. Because, that's the thing. Because the outcome is the same either way, regardless right. of the intent. But sometimes intent means something. Like if um, I didn't uh, intend to kill those people on the road because I was drunk. That wasn't my intent. My day was not, I'm going to get blackout drunk and kill some people and get a DUI and end up in jail. Woo! Right. That's well, not my yeah, intent. But it sounds like from the story that they were both really drunk. Right. Right. But also, too, as a responsible adult, dude, you, you, when you cross that line, you don't cross, there's just no, there's just no excuse for it. I can't, I just, I, can, I just can't find any excuse for it. I, had, I mean, and date date rape is. I mean, date rape is kind of like the same thing, right? And she said in the beginning that she was date raped, so there yeah. was a you know they were out together and there was a trust right there, you know. The thing is that even if you're blackout drunk, if she wakes up with someone her fingers inside her that she does not want, that's like he's. He's awake and there's some motion and action there, whether he was drunk or not. I, I mean, I wish, I think that once, I think yeah. that the action. I mean, you gotta take work. I mean, it's not like she fell over with her, you know, right. naked with her ass up in the air. Right. Like, you have to work to, like, the clothing. Exactly. The right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't. And then it mentioned in the article that he had groped her. Yeah, later. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm like, yo, that, I mean, if, okay, it's okay if you and I would do that, Pam, you know, because we have a mutual understanding, we're friends. Right. Um, but again, I don't think it's appropriate, like, when dudes come up and, like, you know, honk, honk. Right. Well, and I wouldn't literally, like, honk anybody's boobs. I might go, wow, wow, and, like, squeeze my hands away from away them. Away from them. But I'm not, if someone, and if someone has, like, a, badass rack I try not to be like you got some great tits girl Touch. like I try I I mean I try not even to say it like sometimes I do though if I've been drinking I'll be like you have an incredible rack but somehow coming from me I, I think not, I'm more I think that I'm more rapey than I think I am <laughs> I think honestly I think we all have a little bit of I, I know I'm a creeper uh, I'm creepy. I can be very creepy and I'm okay with that, but it's not to the point where I'm going to start touching people because I learned in preschool, put, keep your hands to yourself. Right. You know, right. People don't for, I guess that went out the window once you became an adult. I, I, it's the, it's the alcohol is okay. The issue here is rape, but I think underlying that the issue is like responsible, drinking. irresponsible alcohol. Mm-hmm. consumption and I've and okay and I'm pot, pot kettle black I mean mm-hmm. I'm I'm terrible too but mm-hmm. like when it happens all the time and but that, see I, I don't want to point any fingers because there's three fingers pointing back at me I'm just really lucky that people have protected me right. in my times of blackoutness Absolutely. because like I terrible things could happen to me right 
And the thing is, like, you when you become blackout, are you going around picking fights? No, are you no. going around like starting shit or being rapey? No, or it, being a rapist. The worst I do is I'll get really emotional and like start crying over like a kitten or something, or I'll just get really, really. I'll either cry or I just sit and I get silent and smile a lot and kind of like weave back and forth. Because there's there's certain people that can handle. It, and then there's certain people that can't handle it and it seems like this dude cannot handle his shit just like an abuser once they start you know drinking they want to get abusive right you know but when they're sober i love you i'm sorry right. you know i didn't mean for this to happen right right but you know once they get some booze and they're like fuck you bitch slap 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 he's daddy's drunk again you know right. it's kind right. of that right. dr jekyll and mr hyde sure kind of factor and they say that a drunk man's Actions are a sober man's thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's an old. I don't know, adage. man, because I put enough liquor in my body to not have that reptilian thought, let alone human thought. <laughs> well, and you're—I mean, you're—you're—you can be a terrible blackout drunk, but you're not—you're um, not rapey, which is nice. That's <laughs> yeah, nice. I, well, that's the problem is I can't fucking hear, so then I end up yelling. And of course, a city that's yelling nonstop and horn honking, but the time I do, it's the only time no one's supposed to be doing it. <laughs> so then I get the fucking shit ball look. <laughs> you have a thing with cars when you're alleviated, taking the wheel. No, oh no, he no, he not. not he, he doesn't drive drunk. He just was grabbing Jonathan when grabbing, he was. Yeah. He was driving, grabbing it. the driver. See, and taking off his seatbelt. Super uncharacteristic of me. Even when I'm drunk. I mean, I've been really drunk and I've never done anything like that before. So then, not as an excuse, but just as like an open question, like, depending on what you drink, is that going to also affect your behavior? I sometimes think it does. I, I, I do. If That's why I don't, I never drink Jack Daniels because yeah. every time I've ever drank Jack Daniels, that's I end tough. up fighting people. Not like physically fighting, but yelling at people. It makes me angry. Yeah, brings the hate to the surface. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I, I feel as like I can't get down with Brown anymore yeah. either because yeah. I've become very hostile. Paco comes out. That's my alter ego. Paco's an asshole. I'm and not allowed to drink whiskey after dark. You you cut yourself I off. I cut myself of off <laughs> because because I uh, my butthole turns into a gremlin and I turn into an asshole. That's pretty much what happens. I mean, no whiskey after dark. I don't know if it's scientifically scientifically been proven. My boyfriend and I go back and forth about this because he says like I, it doesn't matter. Alcohol is alcohol. I'm like no. I do recall many times when I would drink brown that I would get very hostile. Yeah. You know, and then with wine, I turn into a wino and I want to dance. Right. Well, wine. Oh, my God. I I love wine because after I've been if after the first bottle, I can't even taste it. Like I, I just it tastes like water to me. I'm like, I'm just drinking water. Like it's not even like Jesus. Yeah. I'm just like I feel just like Jesus. And in the and the reason I drink copious uh, beer is that. I can't, I sort of, it's hard for me to get blackout drunk on beer. I have to not eat dinner and I have to have like six, right? But but you're also really small. Right. Yeah. I'm a tiny little person. But there's, the thing with beer is that it fills me up so much that there's only like a certain amount I can drink. Like right. even if I'm like, I'm going to go day drinking. If I want a day drink, I usually start with whiskey and water 
because it or whiskey and coffee because it doesn't like fill me up and because once I get to I, if I drink more than I can't drink more than six beers my body just won't let me it's like no more beer it's no, gross it's a six pack <laughs> right and it's like it it's just no don't do my it no tum- more your stomach's like um no yeah beer. my stomach's like no so it's like I can't but the only way I can get blackout drunk on on that is if I don't eat dinner yeah which is so, kind of common for so me. So that is why you don't really get down with brown no, anymore. No, 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 not after dark. Didn't you have an incident you said like a month ago or something? You you had whiskey after dark? Yeah, it, it yeah. was. I told Steve about the thing with the my friend Jake. I blacked out on the bar stool and I was still awake for many hours after that. And uh, I was drinking my last beer, which was my fifth beer of the night. And he came, he was done with work and he's like, let's get an Uber together. And I was like, great. And I, and I don't remember taking, I don't remember him offering him a, offering me a shot nor do I remember taking it but he said oh you were enthusiastic about it and he's like you just took it like it was nothing and so I mean I know blackout Pam is terrible to blackout Pam she's like I'm gonna fuck <laughs> your night up who's blacked out is bad no one blacked out starts putting out fires and saving fuck those kids Right, no one, no one blacks out and climbs trees to save kittens. Yeah. It's not like you just try. I have to, an addition to the theory of relativity because I got blackout on Jameson last <laughs> Yeah, but did you discover that before or after you were trying to kick the homeless guy oh. that you were trying to pick a fight with? See, actually, I, oh, that's right. <laughs> and I figured it out that I think a lot of the alcohol has to do with the control issue. Hmm. Oh yeah. That whenever shit sucks, it's like, oh, you think it sucks? Well, I'll make it fucking suck. <laughs> you think this is terrible? You just wait, buddy boy. We'll make it fucking terrible. <laughs> because that's like, when I was out there, like, for one, I don't drink like that. But when, you know, I was basically street drinking. Wandering the streets drinking, because I'd never drink a piece of radio or a pudding. <laughs> you know, then it's a different kind of drinking than I normally do. Normally, I get beers, I might get one or two shots, and I just sit there and I drink. But then when you're street drinking, you got to be sneaky. And when I came out there, you went to be in one of the worst moods I'd ever seen you in. Yeah. And I was with you for a couple of days. And nothing I could do or try to talk to you about really felt like it was making any progress. It felt like it was just time had to pass for you to feel better. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's, I hate San Francisco. And I hate it in the, to the extent of, like, whenever I come out there, and then the fucking Tinder one, the rotten asshole <laughs> of the city. And be so, hey, I hate St. Louis. Because every time I come out there, I stay in East St. Louis. It's fucking horrible. So... And not to mention, it's just a completely different bag of tricks as far as living. I mean, compare St. Charles, Missouri to the Tenderloin, and you're going to get apples to watermelon. <laughs> this is true. Like, yeah, they both have people, but you're talking different shit. Yeah, different so shitheads. the shock of all that set in. Have you tired? Jonathan, have you upset? Jonathan wasn't upset, but he had just been in the foxhole too long fighting off the D.C. Like, he needed to get back to the world. And then he's telling me about how shitty work is, and I go to work, and then the first thing they do is accuse me of stealing. And then I'm just like, fuck this. <laughs> if, honestly, if I would have had the money, I would have fucking 
oddly enough, the perfect first night of mine is I was going to take Keith D to stay in your place. Huh. And then I could have just hopped on a plane and gone back home and been like, yeah, I fucked up. That place is just not for me. <laughs> but at the time, we were locked in. So then I was drunk by the time I sh- like showed up to meet me. I'd been there for 10 minutes. Because I took a couple laps around the block and I got the food in and, uh, Street drinking. There's a bunch of happy friends start showing up. Well, now it's a party. People are excited to see me. What's up, fun? Show you that I got a shot with you. And that's how it all spiraled downward. You're you're starting to break up because of the mountainous. You're at the top of the mountain. Mountain range. Mountain range? Oh. Oh, is he gone? Uh, I'm here, but I can barely hear you. Right. Oh. But you're at the top of the mountain. You were in and out there for a second, I yeah. think, because of the okay. because of the crazy crazy yeah. mountains. But are you there? See, he keeps going in yeah, and out. Yeah, keeps going in and out. Yeah. Keep driving. Keep driving. Drive, Poker. Drive. Drive. Drive, drive convoy. Drive. <laughs> He's going in and out. He's going in and out. But I mean, this is a conversation about responsible drinking. Because I know I've, I know I've been many times, many times irresponsible, irresponsible, oh, and blacked out. And I was irresponsible last night. I wasn't that. I wasn't that drunk, but I, I lost my phone and I didn't no. lose anything else. I didn't oh, you lose. Didn't get my message then. No, I didn't get your message. I didn't. Oh, I didn't lose any. It's okay. Um, I didn't lose anything else. I just, I was doing a dance break because my leg finally feels better. Uh, I was doing the dance break and I was singing the Natalie and Bruglia song Torn, Torn when she says lying naked on the floor and so I laid down and I was doing some groundwork down there singing because cordless mic great stuff and the audience is going crazy and the last time I remember using my phone at 8.30 I got a text uh, from a woman who wanted me to babysit tonight and I put it in my calendar I was like yeah great um and that was at 8.30 and I remember it because I was like, oh wow, because she said it's kind of late and I was like, oh, it's 8.39, I remember the time. And I put it back in my, I was wearing my this vest I have that's black and I, it has pockets and I put it in the pocket. But everything else was in there too. Uh-oh. My ID, my stuff, but I didn't lose anything else. My magic card, I found a magic card on the street, I thought that was cute, that I have, no problem. My, all, my thing of all my money, like all that stuff, fine. But my phone just disappeared, but I know it wasn't stolen. Because it's a dumb phone. Yeah. Who would steal a dumb phone? I don't, even, I don't think you can get a crackhead to steal that shit. No, they don't want it. They don't like, want it doesn't it. get connected to the internet. All it does is text and call. And unless you have the number, I mean, nobody wants that phone. Maybe this was the phone's fate of you having well, to upgrade. No, 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 because I have another phone to replace it with already. Oh, you do? Yes. <laughs> so, Jonathan already bought nice. me an. Uh, a thing of go phone and uh so i'm gonna i I just i want i want my one back because it has i don't want to have to input all the phone numbers again i don't want to have to figure out my calendar and what it was and and all the people that i missed all of my bookings for some call me tim are in there i have no idea we'll try this one more time well if you probably had an iphone you would have all that stuff in the iCloud. Uh, i'm pretty much out of it now and oh, right, he's out of the mountains. Yeah, you, yeah you're, it, if it, I had an iPhone, all this stuff would be in the cloud and it would be fine. But yeah. I really, I know you don't, don't wanna, want. You want to? You don't want to be a part. Don't. 
be a part of I this. just... What's your fear of the smartphone? I don't want a tiny computer in my pocket. I think it's wrong. I don't like... A, I don't like touchscreen technology. I hate it. I think it was built to break, and I think that iPhones are made from the souls of dead Chinese babies. I think that's what makes touchscreen technology I think work. The de- uh, yeah, Chinese but we're better than China. What happened to what? We're better than China. No, so I just don't. Baby I just don't. I don't think that people should have this much ubiquitous access to technology. I don't think that myself. I myself personally do not want ubiquitous access to the internet all the time. I don't want it. I don't want to fact check everything. I don't want to watch the YouTube. I don't want to be one of the people on the bus staring at the phone. I don't want to be one of the people at the bar staring at the phone. I don't want to be bored somewhere and instead of reading a book, I look at my fucking phone. I don't want to have constant access to TV and visual images just pumped into my brain. I don't want it. I like to think. I like to look out the window. I don't know. I'm a weirdo. I like to just sit and look out the window. I can respect that. Like, I just... Whatever happened to creative thought or entertaining ourselves, we are so fucking lazy now and it's all because we have these little things in our pocket because I'm bored well now I'm not anymore because I've got this thing and it's like it's buy things and images and it's all advertising and and I just I you know one less car one less iPhone like I'm I just don't I I don't want one and the other problem is that I used to have I mean I used to Back in my back in my day, I used to want. I would have wanted one of those when I was married to my ex-husband or whatever. But I was a TV junkie. I wasted eight to ten. So first, I wasted eight hours a day at my job that I hated, and then I'd come home and I would watch TV for eight hours. I'm not kidding you. All I did was watch TV. Like once a week, I'd go out for karaoke, maybe. Um, but I watched TV for. I mean, I was a junkie. And then when MySpace came out, I was so insane about MySpace that I would wake (laughs) up. I would wake up at three in the morning to check Check. to see if anything happened or to see if I had any messages. I totally fell down the rabbit hole and was hanging out with people online that were in Manchester, England. What the fuck is wrong with me? They're eight hours ahead of us. And I'm like texting and talking back and forth and meeting all these people. And like, I I mean, what the... Because it was exciting and appealing at one time, and now you, you burnt out of it. Well, I just don't, I can't imagine living my life with constant computer access. I, I just. I, I will say there, the, I, I, I can understand what, you know, why you don't want a smartphone and you rather stick with a dumb phone. But the beauty of having the smartphone is the fact, the contacts. Right. That That's the beauty of it. And the fact, like, if I get stranded someplace, I can call a Lyft. Right, I don't <laughs> have know, access to Lyft. That. But also, I don't ever want access to Lyft or Uber. A nice guy in a taxi gave me a ride home last night for free. You're lucky because and then a I, nice guy in a taxi wouldn't pick up my black ass. Well, he, he were standing, we were standing outside of the Grant, Grant and Green. But he was like, I was like, oh, I, I like to do my fifth set. I like to go home on the cable car and I like to do a set for the guys on the cable car. That's kind of what I do usually. And he was like, no, I'm a taxi driver. I'll take you home. I'm like, I, no, it's okay. I, you know, I've got a muni pass. I, you know, and he was like, no, no, I'll do it for free. And I'm like, you're kidding me. So he drives me home and I was going to pay or whatever. And he was like, no, 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 it's free. And I, so I said, here's a seven dollar tip like i wasn't just gonna let him give me a free ride i thought that that was a dick move and seven seven bucks for a taxi ride that's a sweet deal from north beach to geary because that's unheard of nowadays (laughs) those are 1990s prices i think we lost him again we lost him again damn it 
Uh, lost him again. Anyway. Anyway, I'd lost my. I lost you, my. You, you, you locked out. You locked out. <laughs> you, you, you lucked out. But I mean, I. That sucks. And you, you didn't have whiskey after dark though. Right? No, no, no. Just... I didn't even drink that much last night. I had two beers. I had a beer and a half, and they were all IPAs. I had an IPA and a half at OMG, and then I went to Tope. And they have happy hour till 10, so it's $4 IPAs, which is amazing. Oh, shit. I know. And I had three there. And then I don't remember buying one at Grant Green because theirs are really expensive. But I did get one at the karaoke bar. So I had one, three, five, five and a half. So basically, if you had that one more, you would have been done suddenly. Well, um... I don't know. I had I I had I had lunch at four, so I had, but I was feeling great. I thought everything was great. I felt totally lucid the whole night. I didn't feel blacky outy at all. I feel like, I mean, I I don't remember performing on stage, but I often don't remember performing on stage. <laughs> but it's just just because of what's happening in my brain, like to make that happen. Right. I just don't. It's like I'm not creating memories sometimes because I'm using my memory so much to be on stage that I don't. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone else, but that's how it works for me. That yeah. Sometimes I remember my sets and sometimes I don't. And so when I, but when I practice, it sort of becomes like the second nature. So I, I came up, I have a whole new, I have a whole new five minutes. I did it three times and feel really good about it. And, um, and I did the karaoke, which I feel really good about. I just, I'm super bummed that I lost my phone. And I just don't know how it happened. But the thing is, I'm going to keep calling it all day. Someone will pick up eventually. Yeah, because I bet it's at the bar. It it's could somewhere. Be. It's somewhere. You call the, the bar. The ringer. I don't know if I turn the ringer off or on because oh, because of um, being at shows. Sometimes I turn it the oh. ringer off because I'm trying to be. Well, no, it's, it's when I'm watching other people. I try to be. You don't want to be that. <gasps> I'm actually I'm fucked because I don't have a timer. It's gonna be hard to run shows. I'll, I'll I'm sure I'll find you'll, it. You'll make it. I'll be okay. Yeah. You. <laughs> I think I'll be okay. Oh man! I hope I'll be okay. I I took my ass home before I could even think about blacking out after my two mezcals last night after mm. work, and I'm glad I did because I was in the marina. Ooh, the marina. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I had two. Time to go home. I well, I was dressed pretty yesterday, so people were. I think that's why I got a free cab ride, and people were being really nice. But <laughs> and it it. But the thing is, it's and I hate that that's true. But like yesterday, I wore. A cute outfit, um, and I wore makeup. And what? I know I wore makeup. makeup. I wore four products, and I did cute thing with my hair. I did a, I did a little under bob, so it looked like my hair was cut, but it wasn't, and it was cute. And I poofed it up, and it looked good. And everybody, like Hunter Uniac, was like, "Oh my god, Pam! I didn't even recognize you. You look so pretty." And I'm like, "Fuck! See, that's what I'm trying to avoid." <laughs> is like. What I, I'm like fucking hideous all the time. No, but no, but I. There's there was, another side to Pam. Well, I wanted to sort of like you know be all. I was like, I'm going to North. When in North Beach, you might as well act like you're in North Beach. But so I, I, I put on the makeup also because it's one of those tests when I'm on stage and people like me better when I wear makeup. I'm like, fuck. You know, I don't want it to be true. I don't. I don't want it to be something that like makes my, a difference my but sexuality it, makes a difference it, but it fucking makes a difference yeah, it, it does. seriously does it yeah because it when i wear this same outfit and i do one set tonight at the eagle um i can only fit one in tonight which is my 11th set of the week already Damn. will be tonight at the eagle but when i do my one set there 
I'm going to look like this. I'm going to do the same jokes and I'm not going to get as many laughs. I know that. I know that. You already tested it out. I mean, I know that when I wear makeup, people think I'm attractive. Look, look at this cute girl be funny. I know. Look at she. Look at that Maybelline. But Maybelline I, comedian. I felt uncomfortable because I was like, I'm getting sexual attention from dudes and that makes me feel guilty with my boyfriend even though it's not me I feel like but I feel like it is me I feel like if I make myself look pretty and stuff and wear makeup and all that and people like look at me and guys look at me and I'm on stage and they're looking at me I feel like somehow I'm I fucking you I well no I just feel like they're yeah but I feel like it doesn't make me uncomfortable it, it makes me uncomfortable in that I feel like it should make I feel guilty because I have a boyfriend and I feel like because I have a boyfriend I should be sort of invisible and I shouldn't be negative. sexual to other people negative well I'm the total opposite but I and so I just don't want to feel guilty about like I mean there's cute guys out there in the world <laughs> there are I mean there there are and and with the comedy community that I hang out with there's lots of guys and a good number of them are actually kind of cute and I hang out with them all the time because we all do the same thing right and so when Jonathan isn't there I often feel guilty that you know like there's I, I don't want I just I there's some sexual not you being sexually attracted to someone but they are going to be sexually attracted to you and you're feeling guilty because I already have a dude so I sh I'm already taken so why are you looking at me in that way kind, kind of, of thing? kind of yeah well maybe it's because you're good looking <laughs> I don't know maybe maybe the universe has blessed you with genetics and you just need to flaunt that shit that's how I feel I feel as listen there are some ugly motherfuckers I know there. I've been seeing them and it makes that makes me feel bad too because then I feel like I'm an egotistical jerk face because when I go like oh god that person is ugly but I mean that makes me feel I feel terrible I'm, I mean I feel and I hate that we judge people by the looks by it's, their looks and by their sexuality right. and but it we all do it it's like a yeah. human thing and so I hate myself for doing that and I but I, then I also get mad at myself when I dress up and then I go like, and so that's why I'm on stage going, fuck. But because don't you feel good though sometimes when you do like, cause it's nice to change up your look. And, it's, and it's that's, nice. and that's what makes me feel guilty is that I do like it when guys think I'm attractive. Yeah. Don't and, feel guilty about that. But that makes me feel guilty because I feel like I'm asking for it. I feel like ah, by, I feel like okay. by dressing up okay. and by wearing makeup that I'm asking and for attention yeah and that, you're not it, it's the fact that matters just like women like to play with their looks like you can wear what you have on all day but sometimes you're like you know what i'm gonna switch it up today just because I, I feel like it just because today's tuesday uh yeah well you know. i i did the whole thing the hair and the makeup and the whole deal and you and you walked out you're like yeah no i was like oh people are looking at me and then i was like oh that's weird i noticed them looking at me but i don't think they're looking at me i'm totally being an egotistical jerk right now i'm such a narcissist i put on head. makeup and i feel like everybody's looking at me and yeah, you're in your head well i just i don't it's it's a weird like thing where i don't want i've always been mad angry that 
people that women can get ahead by the way that they look or that people's looks play so much into why people like them or don't like them or who your friends are. And I spent so much time in high school worrying about the way I looked and, and being, having an eating disorder and it being terrible and crazy and, and being so concerned and I mean, waking up in the morning and doing my, picking out my outfit the night before and really, and so I'm like, fuck, why do we have to pay attention to that stuff? So I've swung the entire other way where I'm like, fuck, I don't wear makeup. I don't give a fuck. Like whatever. I'm just, I wear jeans and t-shirts and I don't give a fuck. Because that shit gets exhausted, especially like, you know, being a young woman doing that or a young teenager trying to figure out, you know, after, especially after everyone's called you ugly and, you know, you right. think you're fat right, and right. all this, and you're, you're even starting to believe the things that people said to you which it gets into your head and it's, these are certain things that don't go away as an adult either i know i mean we've talked about this many times like i did not have the highest self-esteem until recently right. i'm not saying that i have the highest now but it's a work in progress but it's much better compared to 16 year old toya to 36 year old me now right 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 you know yeah and i do shit i will pop my titties out because i got nice titties i will <laughs> you, put on some shimmering lotion you, you i'll dump my face yeah. up because i because i want to right but i also feel and here here's the part where i don't like this about myself i feel like i need to be accepted and i do feel like well there's a lot of pretty people out there let me be part of the pretty people too, which is not right on my end, you know? And I don't think I need all the war paint on my face to make myself feel beautiful, you know? And and that's something I've starting to realize as I've gotten older too, where I don't need to wear all this makeup all the time. What the fuck am I doing? Um, But I also, I, I love clothes and I like playing with clothes and I like to be sometimes scantily clad or sometimes I like to wear a turtleneck. Right. You know, but I also know working in the service industry, I know what I have to do right. to make that money. See, and that's the thing though, is that it's the same. I know in comedy, I know that oh. if I put myself together, I know what happens differently. And I, that's why I don't do it because I fucking hate that. I hate that that's true. Yeah. I hate the truth in it. I hate that people think, I, I mean, everybody last night was like, Jesus Christ, Pam. Like, and like I, it wasn't even that extreme. I was wearing black leggings and this cute little dress I have that's above the knee. But the leggings were like tight leggings, tight uh-huh. slash leggings underneath. Just flat shoes because my butt. And uh, my cute little black vest that zips up that has the hood. And so people could see my tattoos on my arms. And it's pretty low cut, the dress I was wearing. So it was like my whole decolle was showing with my my necklace that says fuck you know and then I was wearing my little jean jacket on top of it if it got cold but so it wasn't and I wore a really it was cute little outfit but it wasn't like I was trying to be like super I just I I worry about people thinking that I'm seeking sexual attention from dudes cause I'm not I mean I just want the audience to like me. And if I have to, and it, and when I put on a cute outfit and do my hair, they like me more. Even when it's just comedians in the audience, they like, they like cake, but they like it better with frosting. Yeah. <laughs> and so 
I mean, I like that metaphor. It's it's, it's Leslie Small said that. Yeah. To me I mean, once. it's not like you're going to the extreme where you're like you are putting on a bustier and a really short skirt with some thigh high boots and I'm, you're gonna perform on stage right because pe- no. people would know that ain't bad well but i mean and i <laughs> and i have uh, my my facebook pictures of me performing in my underwear with a weird little leather bra thing and and <laughs> like knee-high socks and i have no and i don't have a problem with that because i don't even think that that's somehow i don't see that as sexualizing myself because i didn't shave anything right so I'm like, yeah, sexualize this. I, I just, I don't have a problem. Like, be, I don't know. I'm. But you, I, but you had a problem with the vest. I, I had a problem with the vest because <laughs> I lost my fucking phone. But I have a, I, I think, I have a more of a problem with when I wear makeup than when I wear cute clothes because I feel like uh, the war paint. I feel like I'm, I feel like without makeup I'm like I don't give a fuck because I have a boyfriend. But I feel like when I put makeup on that I'm saying like, hey, hey guys, I'm wearing makeup. I think you know that's that's something they, that's something I've been working on myself. Like I don't have any makeup on right now. Like I don't. I I'm starting to. I like makeup, but I'm like I don't need this all the time. And you know who's kind of inspiring me not to wear as much makeup is um, Alicia Keys. Oh. She doesn't wear makeup anymore. Good for her. She, you know because she, she it's kind of it's it's going along to what you're trying to say whereas like you know why do i need to put this on my face to make myself why am i not why am why are boys attractive and men are but we have to wear eyeliner and and we have to like call attention to our eyelashes my eyelashes aren't good enough like i've got to put on some weird goopy stuff like seriously like my lips aren't good enough i've got it and when i wear lipstick i hate it because i can't I mean, it gets all over my glassware. It's like I can't kiss my boyfriend. Like, the, wearing lipstick is like, ugh. Why do I? And what am I? I'm making my lips look a different color so that they're more attractive for dick sucking. Like, what is? What am I doing? Rainbow what, what? Yeah, I don't. I just my cheeks. What? It's just I, I was wearing. Um, I have this foundation that's also sunscreen, so it's it's basically tinted sunscreen. So I put on my tinted sunscreen, and then I I basically evened out my skin tone and kind of got rid of some of the look of my freckles. And I, I'm like, why? So my skin's not good enough? Like it's got to be? I mean, it's 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 something that we as women it's ingrained into our heads that we have to put on makeup and i i love makeup i used to work for Lancome. i, I love it I, I look i look way better at it i get it yeah. like i look prettier but when i also I put like on. men in makeup too <laughs> i i have a thing for dudes that wear eyeliner absolutely i saw a guy whose uh eyebrows were on fleek he had yes. fucking he was showing some brow realness he did it was he looked so good he like for, they were tweezed, and I think he also used a little. I mean, I was like, I was like, what? I, I was like, <laughs> Those, you look tips. amazing. <laughs> he was wearing, and he was wearing. It was a. I mean, he was wearing makeup, but it was very light. But the thing that was, we really put him together were his brows. his brows. And I was like, you are giving me some brow realness right now. I like that. 
bro brow realness. See, and this is the part of makeup where, to me, it actually becomes fun and an even even playing field, especially when men wear makeup. And a lot of gay men do wear makeup. It's subtle, like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You it's know, and uh, will take will teach me about some brow game. Yeah, and that, that, I was going to ask that's him. The fun, that, that's the fun part of makeup where you're sharing tidbits amongst it, each other. And it's amazing how different you can look with makeup. Yeah. I've seen Oprah without makeup. Yeah. <laughs> We all have. She did right. a whole show on it. It was amazing. Mostly, She's mo- like, you know what? It, she, she said, you know what it takes to be Oprah. I'll show you guys. And you, yes. you wake up with her, and she's like. Don't get it twisted. She's like, I don't look like you think I look. <laughs> That's, it's, see, and it's people like that, like Oprah, that I do appreciate because some of these, this is what I get tired of, especially with the celebrity, that you have to be gorgeous like a Kim Kardashian. I want to see that bitch when she first wakes up with sleep all in her mouth and crust in our eyes yeah, yeah. with no makeup. Because some of the, the, the idea of what beautiful is, is that you have to wear a ton of makeup or hide who actually you are. No, I, I don't think that. I, I like the fact of like, if you're, it's nice to see people if they, they're wearing something subtle. Yeah. You don't have to look like a fucking drag queen all the goddamn right, time. Yeah. You Although know? it's fun to do that. And I can fun. do I can do drag queen makeup. And I love Halloween and I love yeah. I do. I've always I like costumes. I like I just it's different if it's a costume for some reason. Like I love wearing like underwear on stage. I consider it a costume. Wearing my cheerleading tiny skirts. I consider it a costume. Right. But I can't like just put on my cheerleading outfit and walk around. I mean, I guess I could, but I'm not like I don't wear my cheerleading skirts and work it somehow into my regular clothing. Because <laughs> that's like those they're really short skirts. They only work in the context of their costume. Right. So, I mean, I don't know if I. Maybe next week I'll put myself together. I just, I'm a, I'm afraid that, I, I, I'm afraid that people are gonna think that I'm trying to look sexual or be sexual toward them, if I'm wearing. But there's nothing things. wrong with feeling sexy. Well, I there's but I feel sexy. but I it makes me feel guilty. Don't you feel guilty about being sexy, girl? I, I people just people would kill the especially where you are and your point in life. People would, I'm sure some of your peers that you went to school with would kill to look like you right now. Oh, you're so sweet. I'm not sweet. I'm being truthful. <laughs> You shit. There are people younger than us that look haggard as fuck. Oh, what I we were watching. Oh, it was so gross. Um, we were watching this thing on the Netflix, and it was about uh, Britain's fattest fat people or something. And the girl was thirty three years old, and the guy was like twenty eight. And this thirty three year old woman was um, six hundred and like eighty nine pounds or something. Whoa. Yeah, and she was gonna get this this bypass surgery. Something was gonna happen, but they were like, she, even if she loses 350 pounds, she's still obese. That's 300 like, pounds. She's still. It, yeah, she's like 600 and something, 78 pounds or something I'm like that. And it was, I I couldn't believe it. I was like, she's 33 years old, Jonathan. That's how old you are. <laughs> like, could you imagine? She couldn't. She lived in the same chair. And then the guy too. The guy was really young, and he was like enormous. He couldn't walk. Like yeah. just sat, he had, he hadn't been outside in years. He couldn't couldn't get out the door. Couldn't just had to sit in this chair and, oh, and yell at his poor little wife. It was it was so crazy because I was like, wow, they're younger. And sometimes yeah. when I watch Intervention, okay. I'm like I'm like <laughs> you're 
30 you're 29 yeah, you look exactly. like 50 yeah exactly see oh god see that's another reason why i like to watch intervention vanity vanity <laughs> i know Not vanity and sobriety yeah <laughs> i mean it's so funny it's like you no, know, it makes me feel better it absolutely does. Uh, it, it makes me feel better totally about myself better. this is the part of the show where we start being vain yeah uh, <laughs> okay we only have we only have four minutes left yeah but i mean the fact of the matter is like you know you don't have to put on makeup you know if you it, you do what you feel yeah. but i don't think you should ever feel guilty for like if you feel good about yourself and if someone says you look good that's okay but you know as long as they're keeping their hands to themselves right and well being, and, and being a pervert about it complimenting versus catcalling you know what's the difference a compliment is a nice thing you say to somebody and right. catcalling is wow wow <laughs> <laughs> Grabbing mean, the boobs. Don't you get catcalled even in what what you have on right now? No, not usually. Not Only usually. when I wear makeup or a or a dress or something. No, I yeah. don't. People don't. It it, be, and that's why I feel like, and I hate to be part of the rape culture, but I feel like, I, I feel like I'm asking for it. If I wear makeup, I'm sort of expecting for people to verbally assault me in the street i'm sort of like waiting for it almost yeah. so like you know i mean the thing is like it, it happens to i mean you know it happens to us every day so you you got your shield to protect you but i don't right think, my non-makeup shield i don't think that's fair to yourself though either well you know? yeah I mean, but i mean again that's do what you feel i i mean i could just take makeup in my bag and put it on before i do a show if but that's I really, if you want to yeah but audiences like me so much better it's like this constant like swirling around thing about like i don't want to be lauded for my like given praise for my sexuality i want people to think that i'm smart and clever and funny and a good performer i don't want them to think she's cute she's hot she's cute yeah i don't want them to think first she's just a funny girl or i don't even want them to think i'm pretty because i don't want that to fall in i want people to listen to me because what i'm saying has value right not because of the way that i look not be funny before pretty right definitely and and i know that you know unless you're skinny and pretty nobody takes you seriously just like melaniania and but that's what i was taught i was taught that if you're not good looking no one will ever listen to you because you're a girl and no one listens to girls like that so so for me not wearing makeup is a feminist issue but then I finally I constantly fight with society because they want me to just be pretty they're like I feel like the world is like can't she just look be pretty and look pleasant can't she just not talk can't can't she just be in a pleasant mood and just look pretty and smile fuck you I mean but I mean, I certainly don't want to be ugly, though, because I see how people treat them. Holy <laughs> fuck. Like, oh, my God. People are dicks. You know what the ugly stick can look like because you see it. I mean, I ride the bus. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, right. I see ugly people Woo, all the time. Lord. And we're not even just talking about looks, but your soul. Yeah, it's deep. It's deep in your soul. So it can be ugly as well, fuck, and you can wear as much makeup as you fucking want. This has been the Alta Cast, and uh, thank you, Latoya. I'm, thank you, uh, old dumbface, for calling old in. We'll, we'll see mountains. you super soon. I'm very excited. Sorry, I was late. That. I did text you. Oh no, it's. I, I assumed. No I assumed you texted me. I absolutely did. 
Uh, she got a new dumb phone. I'm, geez, I, hopefully I find it. I'm going to call it right after this. We'll call it live on the air again and see. Um, well, thanks everybody for listening. If you did, we're, we kind of rambled today, but isn't that what podcasting is about? I don't, yeah. I don't know what it's about I anymore. I think we learned something though. We learned something about rape, rape culture, about rape culture is and, definitely in effect. And I'm a deep and it, sadly I'm a part of it. And I, and that's what I'm trying to say is I feel like that makeup and, and clothing conversation sort of bleeds into the rape culture kind of issue. It does. Because... And it's not that I don't want to, I mean, nobody wants to get raped, but <laughs> the fear, but the fear of you being verbally attacked on the street and just sexualized. Yeah. I don't like to be sexualized. And I hate that if I wear a skirt, I'm being sexualized. Women used to only be able to wear skirts. Have we just always been sexualized? Yes. I guess that's it. Mm-hmm. So it's, but then you can be sexualized in a burqa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we go. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Full circle. Uh, Thanks, guys, for joining us. We'll hear you next week on the AltaCast. Bye. (laughs) Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs>
evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot of Bullet Bourbon and a can of California Lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. 
don't miss it, go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy, Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated